That joke will never right. get old. Never. <laughs> Y'all ready? Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Man, Kyrie makes his return against the Pacers. The All-Star game is in the horizon. And Alvin Gentry is super upset. I'm Rosa Panda. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. John, how you living, my friend? Can't complain. Glad to be here. Sammy, how you living? Doing well, my friend. Doing well. So the Lakers defeated the Kings 122-114. JJ, something happened in this game with Alvin Gentry. Can you please explain to the audience what happened? What? So the Kings were down by five, and the Lakers were at the free throw line. At the second free throw attempt where they missed, the Kings were supposed to rebound the ball, but they didn't want to touch the ball because once you touch the ball off a missed free throw, the clock starts. And obviously within the last few minutes of the game or seconds of the game, you want to be cautious about your time. The Kings noticed that at the desk where people are in charge of running the clock, they ran it upon the miss without any possession. You're fired. They stopped the game and because no one had the technicality of possession of ball, they had to have a jump ball between the Lakers and Kings, which prompted Coach Gentry (laughs) to get pretty pissed off. He actually was caught on camera saying, oh hell no, F no. That's the worst call I've ever seen. They effed it up. And it was all caught on camera and reposted on multiple platforms. Man, I think he kind of has a point. Um, But anyway, John, your boy, Russell Westbrook, he made made, uh, his career history here. What did he do, my friend? Before I jump into that, I will say I love Alvin Gentry, but that call was 100% fine. It happens all the time. (laughs) All right, moving. Technically, the Lakers are in the right. Right, exactly. Anyway, back to Russell Westbrook. So, I don't know if anybody remembers what they were doing on March 14th, 2016. I certainly don't, and I'm sure nobody here does. But that was the last time that Russell Westbrook played a game without a turnover. 407 games ago. Almost six years ago. That, to me, is pretty telling of the kind of player that Westbrook is in terms of turning the ball over and giving the other team extra possessions. Granted, this probably wouldn't be talked about if if it wasn't Westbrook and he wasn't committing so many turnovers a game, but nonetheless, it's still pretty telling. Yeah, I'm going to take that as a good omen. Right, John? That's got to be a good omen for, for the Lakers. Sure. Boy, have you lost your mind? Cause I'll sure. If you, <laughs> you are, you're very glass You're very believable full, right half now. Half full guy, I guess. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> Just set your watch to it. March of 2025, he's going to have another game with no turnovers. There we go. There we go. Westbrook probably saw Jenny Buss talking to Buddy Hield, that's why. So he's like, oh, maybe I should play my best. Excuse me. For this next one, the Nets 
win over the Pacers, 129 over 122. Kyrie Irving makes his debut. Sammy, what did you think? We saw the long-awaited return, the homecoming of Make Him Dance Lance, but I'll leave you to cover that and, <laughs> and revel in it. This cack of ball, man. I gotta say, I was, I was impressed that Kyrie was able to step in after pretty much half a season away and took um, took 32 minutes right away, shot 9 of 17, 22 points, had a buzzer beater in the third, lay bucket in the fourth, he helped seal the win. Three steals, he had a block, all, only turned the ball over a couple times and was a plus 16. All things considered, I was surprised. I thought he was going to play 20 minutes, 22, 23 max. I thought his shot was going to be rusty, but he stepped right into the flow of the game and made a big difference at the end. So much yeah. respect for being able to just step back in and pretty much play his game successfully right away. Yeah, last pod we made some predictions. I think JJ and John were probably the close in their predictions for, for Kyrie Irving. Yes, sir. I think, John, you predicted, what, 19 points? Something like that, 16, if we're being 16 honest. Points? Okay. 19 sounds way better, points? but okay. I'm going to be honest. You're, you're a lot closer than me. I said, like, like 40 or something you like that. You lose. And then JJ said that he was going to turn the ball over. His first shot was a miss, which is, you know, close enough. Close it enough. Is, yeah. But Lance Stevenson. <laughs> I really thought he was going to hit 50 this game. I really thought it was going to happen. He was close. That first quarter, man, 20 points in the first quarter. He could not miss. The man could not miss, but he only ended up with 30 points. But it's really good to see Lance Stevenson in a Pacers uniform. Obviously, he deserves to be back. For our next topic, the All-Star <laughs> game is in the horizon. February 20th. It's going to be in Cleveland. We're going to kind of guess... Who's going to be in the All-Star game here? So on the West, I'm going to start with the starters. In the West, the backcourt goes like this. Steph Curry is a lock, and that's all the locks right there. Yeah! For the second spot, we have CP3, John Morant, and Donovan Mitchell. One of those three guys is going to take that second spot in the backcourt. Who do you guys think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Mitchell. Oh! Ooh. Wow. You know why? Because they have the third best team, arguably in the NBA. And without Mitchell, I don't think they would be where they're at in terms of their record. They have a weak bench. Gobert is not known to be the offensive threat, even though he does score in double figures. I think it's gonna be Mitchell, but the fans and myself I think we'll vote in Morant. Ooh, interesting. I think Mitchell deserves that spot though. I'm I'm on board with Morant and I'm I don't think Mitchell is a bad pick at all, but just for what he's done for that team, you can see how galvanized they are, how much they love playing together, and that's obviously not all him. But I just think that it deserves to be acknowledged. And I, I agree with you, I do think the fans are gonna vote him in. And I, I love Mitchell's game. I think he is absolutely the reason that Utah is as good as they are. But I really want to see Morant in that spot. I'd love to see him rewarded for what he's done. I know he missed a few games as well, but the jump he's had from last year to this year, averaging 25 a game now, almost seven assists, shooting 40% from three, which was considered a weak spot of his just last year. 
and just the effort, the energy, what he brings, and he would be just so fun to watch in an all-star game. I can just picture the lobs. I can picture him trying to dunk over Gobert if they're on separate teams, hopefully successfully. I would just love to see him in that spot and being able to entertain. So I'm gonna throw my yeah, I agree too. Not much can be, not much new can be said. You guys already covered a lot, and I think Jaw is just going to because of his what he's done with the Grizzlies and their record. Normally, they would just vote him. They wouldn't. He probably wouldn't get in because he's just known as the the electric and the flashy player. But he's really stepped up his game, like Sammy said, and right. done things that improved on his weaknesses. We really thought that the the Memphis Grizzlies were maybe dead in the water. And when John Morant went out, there was something that clicked in that team. And they went on a hot streak, and then John Morant came back, and they continued the hot streak. This time, John Morant was doing John Morant things with a good team behind him. And his stats look good. I mean, 25, 5, and 6. He's very efficient from the field, shooting like 48, 40. Perfect. Didn't one of us on here say that it was it could have been a blessing in disguise that the Grizzlies that John Moran got injured because they would learn to play without him? Maybe I'm tooting our collective horns here, but I think one yeah. of us did say that. Yes, sir. It was probably me. I assumed you were talking was, about yourself and wanted to brag, but me. honestly, let's be real. <laughs> nice, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a little bit of a zag though. I think. None of us here are Chris Paul fans, but JJ is. I think Chris Paul has a huge following. He's one of those people that you either love him or you absolutely hate him, and I think he's going to get a ton of votes here. No, God! And I think he might take that second spot over someone in a small market. No, God, like please, no, no! Like a John Morant. No! So I think it's going to be interesting. I think CP3 might sneak in there. No! I will also say, though, I don't want to say I'm not necessarily a fan of his, but I'll always appreciate the fact that he made the Clippers respectable. Right. When they weren't for about 250 years before that. So I do appreciate what he did for the franchise. It's just it can be very difficult to root for the guy because of the complaining, the flopping, all that stuff, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But I just wanted to throw that point in there. I do have an appreciation and the fact that his game is just so clean outside of that just... He has a that mid-range jumper that just no one else has mastered the way he does, and he would also be fun in the All-Star we game all, just because he is. We all know Doc Rivers so was that. the reason that you guys were great, not Chris Paul. <laughs> Doc. <laughs> I don't even know how to dignify that. I thought it was Austin Austin Rivers, John. It was the uh, Rivers. It was the Rivers family. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just opened Pandora's box and it just broke. With with the head. Well, I'm gonna move us on to the front court starters here on the West. Thank you. We have the locks of LeBron and Jokic. We all agree that those two are in no matter what. Now that fifth spot is either going to be Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert, and surprise, surprise, Luka Doncic. What? Out of those three, who do you guys think is going to sneak in? It is a surprise that Luka's even considered to be in the fifth spot considering how many games he's missed. Coming into the league out of shape. And people were even questioning his efforts. Complaints to the ref all the time. I'm a huge Luca fan, but he did have some question marks in the beginning of the season. Just like Katie said last, last year and the year before that, in terms of Rudy, 
Are you really a defensive player of the year candidate if you can't play within the last few minutes of the game? Reference Sammy's Clippers who ran him off the court. But this year, the hometown pick, Draymond, I like you coming into the season, being the heart and soul of the Warriors who have one of the best records. Uh, yeah. He might be the starter within this cast of players that is averaging a triple single. <laughs> the last player to do that was Dennis Rodman, 94. Ooh. That is a nice great, stat. that's a nice, that's a really nice stat. I'm gonna pivot and I think who's going to be voted in is Luca because of his name, because Ooh. of the allure Ooh. around him. You're gonna go fan vote. I'm going, like I'm going big vote. I think that Luca's gonna get in, but I agree with JJ. I think Draymond deserves to be a starter because the Warriors don't have clay. And I know Jordan Poole and Bielitsa and all of these players are contributing and they're playing great team defense. But Draymond really is, when you think of the Warriors, you think of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and Clay's not there. So his impact, I think, goes beyond the stat sheets. And I think he deserves to be there, but I don't think he's going to get voted in. I think it's going to be Luca. Yes, sir. All right, we have one for Gobert, one for oh, sorry, one for Draymond, one for Luca. Sammy, what you think? So, if I'm picking purely who I want to see in the game, I'm actually going to go with in order Draymond, Luca, and Gobert because I think Draymond would also be a great facilitator to watch, and I think 100% he deserves it. I'll, I'll throw some respect at Gobert, though, and I'll take him in this. Not because I necessarily want to see him in the game, just because that kind of player is, frankly, a little bit boring in an All-Star game. And despite, I know his playoffs was like Jay said, I, I witnessed Nicholas Batum run him off the floor, <laughs> of all people. But the All-Star game is a regular season honor. Right. So that being said... I'll give the guy his respect. 15 and a half points, 15 rebounds, two yeah. blocks, shooting 70% from the floor. In that regard, he is playing at a very, very high level. And for regular season honor, which the All-Star game is, he definitely deserves it. So sentimental, I'll go with Draymond. Entertainment, Draymond or Luka. But I'll, I'll give Gobert his respect on that front and say that if he does get voted in, it is deserved. All right, I'm... I'm- Sorry, I was going to say, as long as people forgot that he was the reason that the NBA shut down in 2020. There we go. I made a huge mistake. Never forget. Never forget. Hey, I'm going to go with Draymond. I'm going with Draymond, and the reason being is because fans love, fans love, besides he's a great player, okay? All-time defense. Like JJ said, even though he's putting up triple singles, his effect on the game is so... Like, when it's missing. When it's missing from the roster, the Warriors look completely different. And you could tell that he's super-duper important to what they do. Draymond deserves to be in there. So I'm putting us putting him in there. So our starters go like this. Curry, Morant, LeBron, Jokic, and Draymond. Now I'm bringing those players that we didn't put in the starters into the reserves here. CP3, Mitchell, Gobert, Luka. That leaves three spots left. And we got to choose the three here. We have Cat, Booker, Wiggins, Aiton, Dame, Anthony Davis, and PG for these. I'm going to pick someone to put a player into the reserve spot. I'm going to start with John. Wow. This one is 
Kind of tough, but I'm going to go with... I can't believe I'm going to say this on air. And it's going to be recorded and published. But I'm going to go with Paul George. Hold up. Oh. I'm going to go yes. with PG. And Dang. There were so many other names you could have picked, man. I know. You went but with PG? None more deserving. Hell has frozen. But I'm rolling with PG because, and I'll say, I'll make this quick, is that the Clippers were playing surprisingly well with him as a lead guy. The Really, the true star on that the only star on that team and no reggie jackson is not a star sammy so true i'm winning the playoffs but, yeah i'm gonna have to go with pg pg 13 uh you know you don't you don't get an argument from me i i think he deserves to be in there jj what'd you think he's in there yes sammy is in there pg is in there he was mvp candidate uh early in the season People wanted him to be in the MVP race, and he deserved yeah. that, for sure. I don't even need and to ask that. Just to add, <laughs> well, no, you don't. But I'm gonna add to it anyway. Um, there's no one else on the team averaging more than four assists. He's the only one averaging over five. Ooh. He's the only playmaker on that team right now. Every team has keyed on him, and he was still yeah. playing great ball. So I just, I do think that needs to be acknowledged and. Like like John said, all kidding aside, there are no other stars right. on that team right now. Not even close. And so the fact that they were the four they were I think the four or five seed when he went down, that really is a testament to how well he was playing this year. Preach. It's getting interesting. We got we got two two more spots. JJ, who are you putting in there? We have to go Booker. Booker. D book. D book. What's the reason? Scariest team, in my opinion, in the NBA, even though that you could argue that their roster, 1 through 15, they're all playable players. Booker's the, the man at the end of the game. And, he, and he's a two-way player. And, oh man, I'm going to sound blasphemous. You see a little, little hint of Kobe in him. Ooh. So, in terms of entertainment value, within an all-star game, he provides some excitement oh, for the fans. John, your response. That's not blas- blasphemous. You said a little. If you said a lot, then maybe we would uh, yeah, have to go toe-to-toe. No, I, as much as I want to disagree with JJ, I have to go yes with his choice because he's still averaging 24 points, five rebounds, four and five assists on the year. And so he's just, you know, he's the guy at the end of the game. He's the, arguably the Suns' best player. And I'll leave it at that. Right. Sammy. This one's tough for me. I'm, I'm looking at who some of our candidates are. And just to throw some names out there. Cat, Aiton. You could argue Wiggins with how well he's played. Uh, JJ's favorite player, Dame. John's favorite player, <laughs> Anthony Davis. We, we've got some candidates here. I actually narrowed this down to Cat and Aiton myself Ooh. and initially i thought i was going to go with cat but i'm actually going to pivot i'm going to say i think deandre ayton deserves that last spot okay. and and so the reason i say that is i was comparing just comparing numbers and we all know cat's capabilities this year's no different 24 and a half nine boards three assists steal on a block a game and then on ayton's side he's averaging slightly less points he's averaging 17 11 rebounds almost a block a game PER is very similar. I actually 
incorporate that. And so for me, the tiebreaker was just one of those guys is on one of the top two teams in the league and the other one is struggling to make the plane again. And so I want to I want to acknowledge Aiton and how much he's improved in those last two years and how well he's playing this year. And of that group, I, I do think uh, I want to put some respect on it and, and put him in the game for what I think is a well-earned That's spot. That's very interesting. You know what? I'm I'm going to veto some of what you just said because I'm I'm going to put Booker in there. I'm going to go majority rules, me, JJ, and John. So I'm going to put Booker in that 11th spot for that 12th spot. It sounds like I was going to call on you anyway. It sounds like you're going between Aiton and Cat. Those are your two? Yeah, let me uh, let me retread on this then because I realized that I jumped the gun. I completely okay, agree deal. on Booker also. I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement on Booker. I jumped ahead a little bit here. Booker 100% deserves to be in this game, as he should. And uh, so Aiden is in addition to Booker for me. Got you. So you want to put you want to put three sons. So my fault on jumping the gun. Ooh, what do you guys think about this? I want to put three I sons know, in the game. I want to know when did Sammy move to Phoenix from San Diego? <laughs> was that recent? It was after he bought his CP3 jersey. Why, Why didn't you his tell Phoenix me? Phoenix Suns CP3 jersey. No, God, please. Which one? Clippers, no. Hornets, Suns. No. Rockets. Hornets for I have them all reasons. Hopefully you guys got do that you guys, one. Do you guys think the Suns deserve... One, do they deserve three players to be in the All-Star game? Two, do you think Aiden should take that last spot over Cat, Wiggins, Dame, Anthony Davis? Hmm. Well, man, that's a tough one. Hockey fans. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The NHL got rid of its ties in 2005, so you know someone's gonna light the lamp. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win a hundred and three bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm not really impressed with the other names on this list, and that's probably the reason why I would agree. If anything, I would, and this may surprise you guys, I might put Wiggins on there. Wow, I'm Mr. I Manager. Ooh, he's been playing. With another three. I think he's been surprisingly sneaking in there in terms of borderline all-star status this year. He's been playing extremely well. He hasn't been forcing things. He's been making his shots. He's obviously known to be a really great defender. And I think he's a valuable piece to the Warriors right now, as is other guys. But if Wiggins were to get hurt, God forbid, obviously, knock on wood. But I think the Warriors would, would struggle a lot. And for me, that's part of the reason why I think I would put Wiggins over Aiton. Ooh, so we have one for Aiton, one for Wiggins. JJ. My heart is going to argue for Wiggins because... He's one of the best two-way players. He's actually seventh leading three-point scorer in terms of percentage in the league. And he's locking down the best players on D opposite of Draymond Green for 
the perimeter defense. But I'm gonna go with Cat oh. because I think Cat does deserve it. There are great players on both the Suns and the Warriors, but three All Stars. I think you really need to make an impression on the league and have close to five losses versus ten. And just to counter Sammy for argument's sake, Aiden is only averaging 17 points versus Cat, who's averaging 25. And Cat has some talent that's questionable around him. Whether they make mistakes, whether they're too young, or nice. whether or not, you know, it, they're, they're Timberwolves, for goodness sake. <laughs> questionable is a nice way of putting it, but yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know I have some other words, but I'll just say questionable. Yeah, because yeah. our rating is clean. Um, I'm, I'm going to chime into this one. I think I think Carl Anthony Towns, stat-wise, like if we're, if we're looking resume-wise, might have it as far as all-star caliber to be a reserve. But the basketball purist in me, man, like it just... I start to think things like empty stats, right? Empty stats that don't result mm. in a lot of wins. I know this is like an ongoing argument with the All-Star game is how important are wins really when it comes to this uh, award, right? Achievement. And to me, I'm going to say that wins are important. And my choice is either going to be Aiton or Wiggins. And, you know, I'm a hober, man. My heart is going with Andrew Wiggins, baby. And I, JJ said all the right things. You smart. Just by vote, you Wiggins gets, throw, into the, you gets in there on the last spot. Go ahead. I'm going to throw an honorable that. mention for someone I think is going to make the game next year. Uh, actually, another Timberwolf. I think Anthony Edwards gets in next year because that, like that guy has taken a jump. Yep. And speaking yep. of jump, he can get up, and I think he would be fun to watch in that game. But this year, I didn't even realize until recently when I was looking, he's all the way up to 22 a game now. And his game is really coming together. So I'm looking at the Timberwolves' uh, questionable talent, as the term was just thrown at. And outside of those two, I see a lot of players that aren't really winning players, we'll say. No offense to Timberwolves fans out there, but it does make me wonder if they, if some sort of talent was built around them. No offense to Angelo Russell, but if some additional talent was thrown around them, I, I would love to see what those two could do with a well-fitting team around their talents. But I just want to throw an honorable mention out there to Anthony Edwards because yeah. he's he's taking a jump for sure. I like it, and you know our West is all set. We're gonna we're gonna transition now to the East for the backcourt starters. Our only lock is Trey Young Ooh, for that wee. second spot. It's either gonna be DeRozan, Levine, and I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Surprise, surprise. Kyrie Irving. Boy, have you lost your mind? Who do you think's gonna get to that second spot? Well, let's throw a caveat out there that the reason we have Irving listed is only because this is a fan vote. No, that's ignorant. That's outside ignorant. of it's true. Yeah, outside true. of specific Maybe. fans, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's true. Um, I'll uh, I'll lead this off though. I wanna yeah, I wanna it. put DeRozan in that spot. Rosen, okay. And I will freely eat crow on this. I did not think that was a good signing by Chicago based on the fit of that squad. I didn't think he was going to have this kind of impact. Clearly, he learned a lot more in San Antonio out of the spotlight than I realized, personally. His game looks great. He fits with that team well. 
And he's, in my eyes, he's become the leader of that team. They clearly go to him in crunch time. They rely on him for big shots. And I think that also is, again, deserves to be acknowledged. And I 100% believe he should be the starter along Trae Young. I'm going to disagree. I think he's... Because you're voting for Kyrie? Go ahead. He thinks it's Caruso. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's an obvious... That's obvious, I thought. But I'm going to disagree, not because I don't think he's deserving. DeMar DeRozan deserving triple Ds. I do think that Levine is going to get in because I think he's playing slightly better. I know that DeRozan had back-to-back game winners, but Levine is putting up just about the same amount of points at 26. DeRozan's 27. He's shooting roughly the same at 50% from the field, but his three points, Levine, is 42 versus 36. And he's averaging um, five assists and four rebounds. Or, I'm sorry, five rebounds and four assists. Similar to DeRozan. So that's kind of neck and neck for the both of them, but I'm going to go with, I think, who the perception is of the face of the franchise of the Bulls is going to be Zach Levine. So I'm going with Zach. Yes, sir! JJ, who are you going with? I actually agree with John that I think Levine deserves that spot, but the intangibles of DeRozan and what he's been showing the fans on social media and YouTube and all the videos, I think the fans are going to vote DeRozan in. He just has more of the spotlight, and I think the fans' perception is that Levine has been there for quite some time, and once DeRozan got on, they started to win and become a championship contender. So I think that variable of DeRozan joining and now that they're winning is going to play to the effect of fans that voting for DeRozan. Do the, but do the fans vote for the go, reserves? Go. Sorry, I was maybe I'm confused. Just the starters. Uh, the, only the starters. The starters. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right, right. Yeah, sorry, we're talking about the so, backcourt starters. Yeah. yeah. My fault. Yeah, but... um. Crazy enough, I know we keep bringing this up, but I have a feeling, guys, that Irving's gonna get that fan vote. This they want to see someone stop. exciting. Oh, Remember, man. Alan Iverson made it a few years back when he was with the Pistons, and people were up in arms with that. And the statistical fact that will back up Irving to be in the All Star game. He's one to know, baby. One to know. That is one great game that he played. <laughs> Undefeated, baby. Let's go. Oh, man. All, all hell should break loose, so to speak, if Kyrie Irving gets that starting spot. Because so many other players could possibly deserve that way more than Kyrie Irving. But I could see something like that crazy happening. But I'm going to go with the majority here. I'm putting Zach Levine in there for exactly what John and JJ said. Um, which leads us to to the front court starters now. These are all locks, and I think we all agreed this. Uh, we all agreed to this before we started recording. KD, Giannis, and Embiid. There's no argument there. So for our reserves, we go DeRozan. We're putting in Tatum. We're putting in Butler, and we have four slots left, which leaves Lowry, Harden, Holiday, Garland, Lamelo, Randall. Mobley, Mobley, Beal, Allen, 
Vucevic, Brown, and Van Vliet. There's a long list for the East, boys. I'm going to call on one of you here. I'm going to go the other way now. Sammy, who are you putting in? I'm going to start with Jared Allen. Uh, I think he's been underrated for a while, and that Cavs team definitely deserves at least one All-Star. You can argue two. He's having another great year, 17-11. and 11. PR of almost 25, block and a half a game. And his game just fits seamlessly around anybody. When he was in Brooklyn, it fit him well there. He's coming to Cleveland. A lot of people, myself included, didn't know how it would work to stack him next to Mobley in today's NBA. And they've just made it work. And I think a lot of it is just the pliability of his game. I feel like he can play around anybody. And he's been a big piece to why that team has jumped out as well as they have. So I'll put him in that spot. Do you guys agree? I, I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree with Sammy. I agree too. JJ, I'm going to call on you for the next reserve. All right. I'm always an advocate of a player making their teammates better. It shows that with the, pe- the people surrounding him if, with talent, if the, winning, if the record shows winning, and, oh man, I know I might get some backlash for this, but I do believe Van Vliet deserves to be on this list. The Raptors right now have a better record than the Hornets, who people are going to argue, for example, LaMelo Ball to be in the game. They have a better record than the Wizards, who people are going to argue Beal to be in the game. And they have a better record than the Celtics. So better record than Tatum and Brown. And how many injuries have they had? How many safety and health protocol issues they've had? Van Vliet, under-the-radar player, points within averaging 21-ish assist at the uh, 7 range, and the intangible of making the other players around him better makes me want him to have that roster spot. Man, what do you guys think of this? I agree with it. I, I was actually my pick, so thanks for stealing Ooh. my thunder, JJ. Right. <laughs> that was my pick. But I agree. I like it. I don't mean Sammy. to make this a consensus on the last two, but I I was going to argue for him around the 11th or 12th spot, but I'm fine putting him there. I I am wholehearted yeah. agreement. I think that guy does things that as good as his numbers are that aren't on this on the stat sheet as well. So, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this list here of the standings. And JJ's absolutely right. You look at the, some of the other people on this list, and they, they might be below the Raptors. So I think we have to reward winning. Van Bleed makes it in. John, who are you putting in there? Since there's way too much agreeing going on, and nobody wants to just listen to us all agree on a topic. But I honestly, the more I thought about this, the more I actually believe it. And I know I'm going to get some pushback, but... I'm going to go with James Harden. Oh my God. He is averaging, I know he's not averaging the, the normal amount of points that we see. He's averaging 23, nearly a triple-double at 8 rebounds and 10 assists a game. He is turning the ball over 5 times a game. But you have to remember the Nets are the sec, are second in the East. They're 24-12 and 12, just behind the Bulls. 
James Harden really is their only ball handler. I know he's a ball stopper, but we can't say Patty Mills is a point guard who is a distributor. He's mostly off the dribble, off the screen, catch and shoot. And James, without James Harden facilitating and playing the way that he has been playing, regardless of what we've known him to be and his tendencies, the Nets wouldn't be second place in the East if he wasn't on there next to Durant. I'm pretty sure we can all agree with that. And if you don't agree with it, you're wrong. I'm kidding. But that's my pick, James Harden. I'm agreeing with John. I'm agreeing with John. I think James Harden deserves to be in there. I think the Nets deserve to have two players in there. And I think he's the one on the Nets that's most deserving. Oh, my goodness. Is there arguments here? Definitely. Come on, Sammy. Come on. I... He's clearly lost a step. I know how good he he still is, but man, I just find him so boring to watch in the All Star <laughs> game. We really want like, to argue this. <laughs> I I do. I would much rather watch Lamelo in the game. And so you know what? I'm going to argue it purely from that perspective. The numbers are close, mm-hmm. and I respect. And I I do agree that Brooklyn is high enough that they should probably have two All Stars. So if Kyrie gets voted in, that'll be my way to say that Harden should not be. Uh, I'll, I'll argue and I'll go the other way, LaMelo, and I'll take it on a similar effect to Morant. Obviously, Charlotte's not nearly as good as Memphis is this year, but to me, he's the clear leader of that team. He makes the players around him better, which is also important to me, like Jay said with Van Vliet. Players are better because LaMelo sets them up and just looks for other players in addition to his own shot. I know his game is still a little raw and he has some improvement to do, but I, I like him for that spot. Dude, yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement here again. Ugh. This is where it's gonna get really sticky because I'm I'm basically going to narrow this down to three players here. Actually, four players that I that I really like here for this last spot. Garland, Garland, I really like. I feel like the Cavs deserve two players. I think Garland is that dude. You know, Jalen Brown has had some amazing games this season. And I think he needs to be rewarded. The only thing the only thing against him, though, is that their record kind of sucks. Right? The record's not that great. Right. And then the boys from Milwaukee, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I know both of them have been in and out of the lineup, so they haven't played a lot of games. But I still think their impact is good out of those four guys. Who do you guys think we should stick in there? So wait, no, no love for ball at all then? Am I, am I alone on Lamelo oh, Island? Man. Talk to him. You're not alone, but I want to. I don't want. I don't want to have Brown on the list if Tatum's already on it. We can't have a second Cavalier on it because Lamelo, Lamelo. We need a representative from the Hornets, and we need a representative. From um, from the Wizards, they're our surprise team of the year, guys. Ooh, okay. So you're but saying we, no, no to Jalen Brown. No to Jalen Brown. No to Lowry. Okay. Um. But you think we need a representative from Charlotte? Yeah, from Charlotte and the Wizards. So that would be Bill, right? That's my argument. But convince me, 
I'm putting Lamelo in that spot. I just made my argument for him. Oh man. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I agree. I. Yeah. I think Brown's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's missed a few games, and that team is not good. I don't think they deserve two All Stars. Uh, I love Garland too. I could see the argument for him as well. Uh, between Garland and Lamelo, for me, it's very, very close. But I would go Lamelo. So that's where I'm at. I would put him in, if we're putting Harden in the 11. I would put Lamelo in the 12, personally. You know, Sammy's starting to convince me a little bit to lean towards Lamelo a little bit. I was almost convinced that I thought it was going to be Garland, but John. Oh man, am I the tiebreaker? Be the tiebreaker. I'm the tiebreaker, huh? I think I'm gonna go Lamelo. Ooh, Lamelo. Yeah, sneaks Lamelo in. sneaks in. I think. I never thought I would be oh, arguing no, for any one of the Ball brothers, but there you go. And, and here we are. <laughs> I think his impact is undeniable. Right. Right. So we're gonna go with Lamelo for the last spot. Uh, we have our our whole All Star game set. The West. Curry, Morant, LeBron, Jokic, Draymond, CP3, Mitchell, Gobert, Luka, George, Booker, Wiggins. And then for the East, Young, Levine, KD, Giannis, Embiid, DeRozan, Tatum, Butler, Allen, Van Fleet, Harden, and surprise, surprise, the Mellow. It's going to be great, guys. It's going to be great. Of course, the game is on February 20th in Cleveland. Let's see if our predictions are right. And speaking of predictions. We have games on. We have games this weekend to predict. We've been playing this game with each other. The clinic is basically just choosing a winner. And Sammy is ahead right now at 10 and 4. JJ is at 9 and 5. I'm at 8 and 7. And is 6 and 8. And so for our first game on Friday, we have Milwaukee at Brooklyn. John, who do you think is going to win? I am going to go with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, JJ, who do you think? Milwaukee, Giannis is going to prove that doesn't matter if your foot's too big on the line. <laughs> they were going to win anyways. I'm going to go with the Bucks, Sammy. Who are you going with? Uh, I am also going to go with the Bucks because Brooklyn is going to be shorthanded, their new point guard. There we go. And then on Sunday, we have Chicago at Dallas. Sammy, who you got? I'm going to go with what might be a surprising pick here. I'm going to take the Mavs in a, in a slight upset. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Bulls. I'm going Bulls. JJ, who you got? I'm going Mavs because they've had one of the best defensive ratings the past five games. John. You know the answer. I'm never going against Caruso, baby. Let's go, Chicago. <laughs> I like it. For our Sunday game, we have Memphis at the Lakers. JJ, who you got? Surprise, surprise, but I'm going for the Lakers, man. Lakers. We're going Lakers there, John. Grizzlies have had our number this year, and I think the Lakers are going to finally beat them. Break through Lakers. Sammy, who you got? Painfully, I agree with that assessment. I think they break through, too. I'm going to take the Lakers. Wow. I'm going to zag here. I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. I'm going to go with John Morant's hot streak. And you know what? That is actually all we have for tonight's pod. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, fans. John, thanks for being on. Hey, thank you. Have a good night. Sammy, thank you. Thank you, as always, everyone, for listening. 
And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're using. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All MBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All MBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All MBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.